Welcome back to the second half of the Cretans Guild 2019 Nerd Playoffs, where we determine the greatest male pro wrestler of all time. Please keep all woos to respectable limits. And now, here are your hosts, Jay, Bob, and Corey, the Cretans Guild. Woo! Hi guys, welcome to episode 57 of the Nerd or Not podcast. Woo! We are part of the Somebody's Network at somebodysnet.tout. Uh, uh, be sure to listen to all of them. Uh, Crumb likes it when you casually caress him from the back, uh, nibble on his neck, and give him a handy. Um, <laughs> Who doesn't like that? Uh, yeah, well, that's accurate. Uh, Crumb, I apologize for you being the punching bag these last two episodes, but you're the one on chat, buddy. So it's <laughs> yeah, he's sitting there like your kinks are pretty fucking vanilla, and how dare you project them onto me? Accurate, accurate. <laughs> but but I, I doubt that he's ever owned a crystal crested dildo. Um, That's true, <laughs> and only one person on this planet has ever owned a crystal crested dildo. That's very true. Very true. Yep. Uh, and so that was a gift. Th- this episode <laughs> is is going to be uh, probably a little bit more. Um, low key. Uh, although I think I'm going to bring something in for the end of it, just so we can see how hilariously inaccurate we were. All right, so we're we're going on now to uh, Avengers mm-hmm. uh, and and the current poster series. So full disclosure, yeah, I am about worn the fuck out on Avengers stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I still want to see Endgame, but I am I am ready to take a break from the Marvel universe for a while. I'm not. The hype machine is an overdrive for this fucking thing. I'm I'm really tired of it. I really am. Like here, here's why it is. It's three hours of cut down footage. Uh huh. Imagine how much now, given the current like brief turnaround system that is modern day Hollywood. How much coverage have these bastards like spent money on? They want to recoup all that. One sec here. Okay, go uh, ahead. Crumb just said in the in the in the chat that uh, I think he's trying to say Thanos did nothing wrong, but instead he said. Uh, T. Hanks did nothing wrong. And you know what, Crumb, you're right. Tom <laughs> Hanks has done nothing wrong because Tom <laughs> Hanks is a goddamn national fucking treasure. Uh, Tom Hanks never does anything wrong. He's wonderful in every way. If, uh, <laughs> damn it, Thanos. <laughs> if, if, Tom, if Tom Hanks ever got his hand on the Affinity Gauntlet, a single snap would be all it took to land puppies in the arms of every single human being in the universe. Yep. Yep. And he would have the breed appropriate to each person's preferences in mind as well. Oh, my God. Yep. All right. Someone someone needs to draw uh, Tom Hanks with the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, so back to back to the, uh, the the stuff with Avengers. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just burnt out. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I up until last year, I was like, ah, superhero fatigue's not a thing. Superhero movies are great. I'm it fucking is. I am. I am worn the fuck out on on Marvel superheroes. Yeah. Um, like if you look at the the picture that we have in the rundown that has all of the uh, uh, the alive and dead characters in it, mm-hmm. like I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, I don't care. <laughs> like I don't. I like I'm glad Ant Man's still alive. Uh, hey, cool. Wong got a poster. Wong. <laughs> we we're trying to remember his name. Uh, it, yeah, just go go as racist as possible, and you'll figure out what his name is. <laughs> I could have um, been more racist because yeah, that's, that's true. That's not the comics. <laughs> um, but like, I'm just looking at it. I'm like, I don't care that star Lord's dead. Uh, I really don't give a shit about 99% of those characters anymore. Hmm, yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm looking forward to the saga being over. And then I think I'm going to take a couple year break from Marvel films. 
But not supers as a whole, just Marvel by itself. Just Marvel, because it, it's all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's kind of at the point where everything Marvel does now is mm-hmm. oh, it's the best thing ever. It's like I I mm-hmm. don't I don't I don't care. It's just it's it's multi tendrilled corporate shugoth fucking lashing. Yeah, trying to trying to trying to just like rope everything into its gaping fucking dollar belching maw. Yeah, like the only thing I want is I want more Ant Man movies and I want more Spider Man movies. So if they're insect related, I'm in. <laughs> But two things. Like, what about Mantis? Uh, Mantis is a weird alien girl, so no, she's out. That's where you draw the line. The 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 shit Star Lord pulled in Infinity Gauntlet or Infinity War. Oh, I was like, yeah, I yeah, was like, yeah. now fuck off. I'm done. I yeah. you're dead to me. You <laughs> suck. A movie Star Lord can just fucking blow away in the wind. As far as I'm concerned, you I com- hope they don't bring him back. Comic Star Lord would not have done that. No, no. He Comic Star Lord cut- would have had a fucking plan. He would have cu- he would have cussed Thanos out, mm-hmm. but he would have been where Doctor Strange was sitting in that movie. Yep, or he probably would have been using Doctor Strange in some way. I don't really know, but that's that was the cool thing about Comic Star Lord. He presented as an idiot, or rather, he had the mannerisms of such. But he was always the person who was in charge, whether shit went sideways or not. Yep. Yeah. I don't like Doofus Star Lord. Yeah. Like I don't want Doofus Star Lord. It's I I'm I'm over Chris Pratt's portrayal of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I just, uh, I'm done. I, I don't care. If you had the option to recast Star-Lord, mm-hmm. who would you put first? Uh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um. Good. Honestly, probably the guy playing Rocket Raccoon. I think Bradley Cooper would have made a great Star-Lord. Shit. That's a good pick. Um, two, two ways I would have gone with it. I do the one thing that Pratt does with his Star Lord that I kind of that appreciate when he remembers to do it is to put like that um, just south of Midwestern drawl on him. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That gives him some sort of a genesis or roots. So thinking about that, I would have uh, also Star Lord to me always seemed to be older. I don't know if uh, if I was just reading that no, from him in was, the comics. He's supposed to be in his mid forties because he was a fucking veteran. Right, but he's also banging Kitty Pride, so I don't well, know if that was a retcon or whatever. Well, he's 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 now movie Star Lord in the comics. They've done away with like all of that. Yeah, it's hard to keep track of. Oh. Yeah, he's he is he's no longer the 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 confident uh, strategist that he was in uh, like Annihilation Wave and shit like that. He's he's doofus red coat idiot Star Lord now. So he's made the transformation complete, more or less. Mm-hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. Um. Okay, so I read him as older in the comics. I thought Matthew McConaughey would have been cool. McConaughey would have been great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially, like, if you brought him back to, like, the Sahara days. I know that movie is kind of eh, but I really like the the character that he played in it. Um, or at least his portrayal of the character. I don't know. I've never read any Custler novels. Or, uh, do you remember a guy named Justin Bartha, speaking of Bradley Cooper? He was, they were both in the hang, the hangover, and Justin Bartha was the guy that they were trying to find throughout the entire movie. I have never seen the hangover, so I have no idea. But you have seen National Treasure. Oh, yes. His sidekick. Wow. Nicholas Cage's him? sidekick. Yeah, that guy. Oh, God, he'd be perfect. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if he could pull the drawl off, but the thing is, is that he, like, looks unassuming enough, and he looks, you know, uh, his age is indistinct. He could be older. I want him to be Blue Beetle. Fuck. Oh. All right. Well, since he's not Star Lord, you can have him here. Take him. <laughs> sign that bitch up. Give him a give him a sign on bonus of twenty million. Make that fucker into Star or Booster Gold. 
Who's my booster gold? Who's well, your booster gold? Since, since it can't, since it can no longer be Craig Kilborn because he's ancient. Because he's he's very <laughs> old now. Yes, he's right. very very old. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I would I would actually do uh, Ewan McGregor as booster gold. That's really good. <laughs> Damn it, that's just about near perfect. Well done. Okay, because yeah, he can he he can play the booster that has range. Uh huh. And. and he can play each of those bits that he does perfectly. So. Well, the thing is, is that like he can. Uh, what was that one movie that he did uh, with Renelle Zellweger? Renee Down Zellweger with was, love and Down it with is love. goddamn amazing. And I don't yeah. care who knows it. But the thing is, is that like he was able to cultivate this like squeaky clean image, and he's also carried that fragments of that performance over into other movies where he had to be facetious with it. Being that Booster Gold is like fake as fuck. Pretty much eighty uh, percent of the time, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Just bring a lot of that into the role, and you, you've you've got your asshole superhero. Mm-hmm. Shit sideways. <laughs> that's a good. That's a really good pick. Thank you. Yeah, um, and him and Bartha would be a pretty good odd couple. I want to see this yesterday. So uh, I think we all we all understand that at the end of Avengers, um, you know, Cap and Tony are going to be dead because their contracts have run out. Um, I think Cap's going to be dead. You think so? You don't think Tony will be? RDJ's contracts run out like three fucking times of that franchise. Remember, Iron Man was just supposed to be Iron Man. That's right. That is true. Yeah. And he said that after two, he was done. As a matter of fact, that was part of two's plot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So much for that shit. And here's another reason why Iron Man's still going to stick around. Spider-Man. Yeah, because he even if they don't make any more Iron Man movies, he can just do bit parts as Tony. Yep. Yeah, I was thinking he would just pop in every once in a while as Tony Stark or Iron Man, just fly in, do something, fly out again. That is that is that's basically having a having a freelance job on the line twenty four seven. So if if I'm looking at the the list of the dead, mm-hmm. I can see uh, Vision staying dead. I like, really s- he's a robot. Oh uh, yeah, but he's Vision. No one gives a shit. I can see uh, Falcon staying dead, and I can see Fury staying dead. Nah, they got to bring the Falcon back because he's going to go with their kind of a multicultural vision of the next phase of the Avengers. I see. I think they're going to give. I think they're going to go Winter Soldier with it. I think they're going to give it to Bucky. Hmm. No shit. Yep. I think now, so. Now I don't think he's going to stay dead either because I think they're going to have to keep the veneer or the veneer. Um, the mantle of. Cap America alive in one way or another, even if they put him on the back shelf. And for a while, it was Bucky that took over the mantle uh, after he was assassinated, right? right. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I'm talking about. I don't right. think he, I don't think he stays dead because I think he becomes Cap. Yeah, a number um, of guys have held that Captain America title. Well, yeah, you've got you've got you've got Steve, you've got the uh, uh, what is it, uh, Johnny Walker, who became U.S. agent, U.S. agent, right? Um, you've got. Uh, Bucky, you've got uh, Falcon, who was Cap yep, Falcon. for a while. That was mm-hmm. a great comic too. Um, yeah, well, the Rick Rem- Remender one or the uh, Nick Spencer one? Uh, whatever the good one was, I don't remember. I think that was Remender because I don't, I don't remember Spencer writing it, so it's probably Remender. Then yeah, it was it was up and down. I don't think he knew what he was doing at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it was Spencer went through a very awkward period with Marvel characters. Um, the re- the reason I can see Falcon staying dead is because I think I, I, I just I don't know. I don't I don't know that his character is going to be interesting enough to, to hang on to uh, as much as I enjoy him. I don't, it's, I, don't know. It, 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 I think Mackie gets by on pure charisma and presence. He, There's not a whole lot they, that they've ascribed to his character uh, as, as far as as far as he looks like on the page. I can imagine that it was 
kind of like how Black Widow looked during the Mark Wade run, where she, where she was pretty much just a Cap fangirl. Yeah. Mackie's the Cap fanboy, or Falcon is the Cap fanboy. Yeah. So they have to add some dimension to it. Here's how I think they're going to do it. Okay. I, th- I think they're going to bring Winter Soldier back. Uh, he's going to take the mantle of Cap. He, however, is still going to remain a supporting character. The focal Cap uh, post is going to be taken by Marvel, uh, Brie Larson. She's oh, basically yeah. going to be the new Captain of Marvel for the next iteration of the Avengers. Yeah. I think they're going to keep Falcon around because he's Falcon. And there's a whole lot of crackers on that team. So, <laughs> <laughs> so unless they recast him as something else, then uh, that would kind of uh, not be a great, not be a great makeup, you know? And who's to say that they won't just throw a curveball at us and just make somebody we never saw coming? Oh, fuck me. They could bring Luke Cage into the main MCU. That'd be awesome. That would be great. not going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) I'd back that shit 100%. Mike Colton is fantastic. He is. He is. He really is. But fuck it. It's probably not going to manifest. Happy Hogan is your next Captain America. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know know what? Since... since, uh, He's a fighter and he can drive. They put put the bullet in, uh, in Luke Cage... Mm-hmm. He'd be he'd be a okay as John Stewart. Yo, that's a that's a pretty yeah. good pick. Yeah. Although although he's no got shit. a little bit too much charisma to play John Stewart. John Stewart's pretty fucking boring. <laughs> <clears throat> well, just put him next to Hal Jordan. Just like get like the milk toastiest fucking plank of wood that you can find. And stick a domino mask. Just find Brie Larson with a penis, and then put him in put him in Ryan Reynolds' old costume, and then there you go. I'm pretty sure that's why Ryan Reynolds didn't work as Hal. He has too much charisma, and Hal is a fucking vacuum of personality. Yes. Yes. He Hal, is a singularity. There, there's there's no argument here. You you know where I stand on Hal Jordan. He is the worst yes. Green Lantern. Uh, right. He is surpassed even by Nort and Chip. Yes. Yeah. And and this was and this was before reading any of uh, hard hard traveling heroes or whatever the hell that was called. Yep. Which is like this guy was just born to be hated. Mm-hmm. He sucks. So my first exposure to Hal Jordan was in the late 80s when he had the Grey Temples. And and I remember reading it and I was like, who the fuck is this Mr. Fantastic knockoff? Yeah, Get your yeah. old ass out of here. Mr. Fantastic is cooler than you. Understand you- that mm-hmm. I thought Reed Richards mm-hmm. was cooler than Hal Jordan. I don't know. Mark Wade made him pretty cool in that Reed run. Richards is a science teacher. Yes. And I oh. thought he was cooler than a fighter pilot. And a philanthropist. And if, that's true. That's true. One th- one thing I want to point out about, because I want to add a little bit more fuel to this fucking Hal Jordan hate fest. Okay. <laughs> because it never gets old. Do you know why they gave him the Great Temples in that uh, in that era? Because he sucks? Because <laughs> <laughs> You have no idea. Uh, for some reason, at this point, uh, the person who was writing Green Lantern, I don't want to say this is Gerard Jones or whoever. It probably was, though, because he had some iffy ideas. They wanted to add conflict to him uh, between him and another core member, Arisia. Oh, yeah, because she was 14. She was 14 and he had great temples. And he thought that, like, well, let's challenge the status quo a bit while writing his own Rule 34, which I guess was accepted at the point because it wasn't called that yet. And... Here's here's what they did. They wanted to really impress upon people the fact that this is an older gentleman. And Arisia is 14. However, Arisia, much like Guy Gardner, used her ring on her own body and uh, and aged herself. So 
the conflict came down to this. Is it really pedophilia if the girl looks like she's 30? Yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah! Every time. <laughs> it still is. Go to a cosplay convention and you'll be faced with that question 50 fucking times over. That's gross, period. Mail that shit out. It's Who cares what you did to your body? Mentally, you're still a kid. Exactly. It's not the point. It's not what you look like. Excuse me, I'm about to burp and it doesn't want to come out. Um, <laughs> Rage burp. It's imprisoned. Yeah, it, exactly. It's 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 emotional maturity. It's 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 intellectual stability. It's everything else that is that, that lies behind the superficial nature of the situation. And the guy that wrote this book was like, man, I don't want to see you outside of any elementary school in the next twenty fucking years, or at least while you're writing comics, dude. That's such a that's such an iffy tack to take. I like that. I like that you went with iffy. Like I would have gone with <laughs> shitty. Like shitty. <laughs> All right. How about iffy? If I'm understating things. Okay, that works. That works. And if I somehow find myself uh, in a position to be hired by Gerard Jones for some creative job, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, that 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 shit was that shit was fucked up. It was um, icky, man. <laughs> like even at, even at the time. Okay, I'll, like look at this. I'm I'm not what you call like morally flexible, but I thought Body Bags, uh, the miniseries Body Bags, was a pretty like uh, banging piece of crime fiction. Even if even if one of the main characters was supposedly a 14 year old with like triple D boobies, because that was how the artist wanted to draw her. I was able to look past that. Not with some reservations, or not without some reservations, but the thing is, is that, like, this is, this is not just implicit. This is, like, we're gonna excuse this older dude banging a teenager. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, because, because it wasn't just Hal being, like, ah, that Arisia, she's attractive. It was, Uh, hey, come back to my private quarters and let's fuck. Yeah, it was awful. It's just, like, Mm -hmm. that was, like, the -the over-the-hill magician meeting, trying to pick up people at a Hilton bar. It was, it was, books. it was like that guy that we saw in Colon behind uh, at, at that one we, magic we, store. We should explain what Colon is because otherwise. Yeah. Or do we just leave people on the hook like that? Uh, Col- <laughs> yeah. Colon is a town in Michigan is the magic capital of the world. Uh, it is where uh, Harvey Blackstone is, is buried. Um, bunch of other magician stuff happens there. I, I wonder and, how much Blackstone protested that burial, by the way. <laughs> uh, and we, uh, Corey and I went to uh, Magic Fest, which is a, a summer festival they do every year. Uh, yeah. And the idea is cool. Mm-hmm. The execution is a little bit creepy. If you if you know it, like, if you've heard the Frank Carvel ads, but like, <laughs> or you've heard the, the Patton Oswalt bit about Frank Carvel, uh, Frank Carvel here, Frank Carvel cakes. They all talk <laughs> like that. Cookie puss. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's disturbing. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it was it was unsettling, and that led to many a joke. Yeah, about that poor bastard. Yeah, um, they all were they all wore gold chains. It was yeah, too they, much. It was too much. They all looked like they were trying really hard to be Guidos. Yeah, and just not getting there because this is like you know the whitest of white Irish dudes working behind the bar, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I got to put my gold links on, and uh, you know wear my vest and. Slick what's left of my hair back and <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all like fifty or over. By the way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these are dudes you could put up against Leisure Suit Larry in a lineup, and Larry would be standing there like fully uncomfortable. Yes. Um. So let, let's let's fantasy pick. Uh. Let, let, let's let's just spitball. Uh. So the 20th Century Fox acquisition is done. Uh huh. 
Uh, everything is set. Obviously, we have the Infinity Gauntlet in play here. Reality can be re- rewritten at a whim. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to see any acknowledgement of that? Only by Deadpool, I hope. Deadpool's probably going to be the easy one to uh, to, to to picture in that mm-hmm. scenario. As uh, as for X Men and such, I don't know. There's another X Men film coming out this year. There's two actually. That was already uh, produced by Fox, so they have. That's a Fox movie. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, Dark Phoenix and New Mutants are both coming out this year. New uh, Mutants. Yeah, Seriously. D- Disney actually confirmed today that both of them will be released in 2019. Um. So, yeah, Maisie Williams is uh, Wolfsbane, which is pretty awesome. That's, Shit. It's great that's, casting. Yeah. That's um, pretty, is, is Warlock in this one, or uh, are they kind of... Um, I don't know. The only one I remember is Maisie Williams being in it. Okay. Because uh, right. she's the only name I recognize. Oh, and I think the uh, the kid who takes the photos in um, Stranger Things, Jonathan. Shit. Yes, I Jonathan. His name is, I think right. he's playing Cannonball, huh. which is pretty good casting, too, because he's kind of gangly and goofy looking like Cannonball should be. Um <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. He he kind of looks like a he kind of looks like a uh, a Brian Froud fairy though, which is well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll make it work. Whatever. If there's one thing that can be said uh, for the X Men franchise is that they 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 tend to cast those movies to the nines. Yeah. Even if the scripts are up or down, so probably no worries on that front. Let's see here. New Mutants. Let's find out who is playing who. But wait, what happened to the old mutants? Well, they got old. <laughs> Uh, all right. right, so yeah, Maisie Williams is playing uh, Wolfsbane. Uh, Charlie Heaton, who I believe is uh, Jonathan, is playing Sam Guthrie. Okay. Uh, and then a uh, bunch of people I have no idea who they are playing other people. Um, but Antonio Banderas is in it as... Hmm? <laughs> as unknown. As, huh. as blank on the IMDb cast listing. So my guess, Mr. Sinister, why not? Let's go with it. I'll see that. I will see that just for having Antonio Banderas as Mr. Fucking Sinister. Because, <laughs> uh, boy, howdy, if that ain't some Mel Brooks casting right there, <laughs> I'm fucking down with that. So I I think we're going to see a post credit scene about uh, Reed Richards buying Avengers Tower to turn it into the Baxter building. That would be an interesting twist. Also a very specific one. So I don't see it like in actuality happening, but I'd love to. That's 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 my fantasy prediction. So. All right, cool. My fantasy prediction would probably be at the end of the movie, they break up the gauntlet into the six different gems, stones, whatever. And that's when they come up with the Illuminati. Okay. Mm. Is that how you introduce Professor X? Yeah, that's how you can introduce everybody in one fell swoop. Everyone except Namor, because Namor is still firmly held by Universal. Of all of all the things to not let go of. Yeah. Like, <laughs> No, we're not letting go of scale panties. That's that's staying here. <laughs> Mar- Disney walks up and says, hey, uh, you're not doing anything with Namor. Can we have him back? No, he no. Ours, no. <laughs> How long ago was that deal made, by the way? Like late 90s or so? It's been less than 10 years because I know less- they have to do something. Whether right. it be like an animated movie or something with it. I was going to joke about the guy having made that deal X many years ago, like tenaciously clinging to the paperwork that he had gotten signed <laughs> by Stan Lee and Abby Arad. Like, no, you'll never take this for me. <laughs> no more. The film will live one day. And he's actually got it stitched to his hands. <laughs> it, it, mister, it's paper. We can just kind of. Also, we have a digital copy of it. Just hisses at you like Nosferatu. (laughs) 
No, Mark, Mark, you gotta let it go, Mark. Come on, it's time to leave. It's time to go. <laughs> We're bringing George Carlin's Irish cop into the universe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on, just fucking, fucking back off there, pal. Come on, now, it's just let it go. Twenty years ago, come on, put, like Spider Man's over there. Put the put the fucking contract down, Johnny. What are we gonna do? And it's Namor. Who the fuck is Namor? Okay, he's got wings on his ankles. What? How? Why? So, so what is he? The submariner. Okay, put the fucking submariner <laughs> down. Come on, Johnny. Yeah. Johnny, get up, Johnny. It's time to go, Johnny. Look, you could just you can you can do the Red October again. We can do a remake of that, and that's a submarine. You know, you know what you should have done. You shouldn't have held on to the submarine. You should have made a fucking Banshee movie, huh? Yeah, no shit. That's where the real money would have been. I'm slowly turning into fucking Fitzy here. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I'm talking about, Sully, right? Would have been some, uh, a little bit of Gaelic charm, a little bit of mythology. Hey, who you fucking call a Gaelic, pal? I don't know. How about you Gaelic this? Uh, uh, What the fuck? (laughs) And Randy. Scene. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) The aristocrats. Thank you. Now these people know know what it's like to ride in a car with us. <laughs> we're not even fucking drunk or high or anything. This is just we were we were born like this. I'm player one, Toby. And I am player two, Goose. And we are the Secret Levels Podcast. We are a very short, fast, and funny podcast about the classic video games that you love and some newer ones. We slam through them one episode at a time. We try to keep it within the 30-minute limit and keep you that fast and funny which we only deliver, folks. And we're going to touch on games from all different types of systems, from Nintendo to Sega to PlayStation. We're doing from 1942 to we're not counting numbers. Everything's part of the alphabet here on this show. So check out our show on all the major podcasting platforms and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Secret Levels Pod. Do that or get a game over, folks. My name is Optimus Prime. We are autonomous robotic organisms from the planet Cybertron. We've searched the entire galaxy for the finest quality in human apparel. And now we've found it. You can find it too on the World Wide Web. Go to tpublic.com and search Cretans Guild. There you will find numerous designs and vibrant colors of your choosing. You can get a Cretans Guild design logo on a t-shirt for the humid times. Or you could get a hoodie and keep your extremities warm. You can also get phone cases, laptop cases, notebooks, mugs, pillows, and totes. I repeat, tpublic.com. Search Cretans Guild. Now, Autobots, transform and roll out. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up our uh, greatest male wrestler uh, bracket thing here uh by talking about the attitude era and the current and the modern age um i love how we're doing a march madness bracket in april hey fuck it <laughs> uh hey, relax guys for, it's april who cares look over here uh for those who may have missed the last episode um if you are curious out of the uh carny fucker age and the rock and wrestling age rick flair has moved into the finals uh Carney fucker, like fuckers who are carnies or people that fuck carnies. Why not both? Fair. So we, we are going to now uh, discuss, Bob, bring it on home uh, with the Monday Night War era, I believe. All right. Yeah. Monday Night Wars. Let's start with number one, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Sting. Who you guys got? Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, 
a hundred times. Not a fucking shocker. Yeah. St- Stone Cold. Uh, I like I like Sting, but uh, Stone Cold was the uh, resuscitation of that industry. And, and I think yep. Sting yeah. made it into the tournament kind of on a technicality. Like, did well, there was a three way tie, and he got yeah, in. Yeah, didn't we fucking Rochambeau for it? Or it's like yeah, yeah. There was like a there was like a Russian roulette, like spin the bottle, like, sort of a deal. Sting, you're gr- Sting. you're great, but you're not you're not you're not Stone Cold great. Yeah, sorry. The, th- the thing the thing is, I think Sting. I think Sting was ushered into the pool simply because he carried WCW a lot. Yeah. During it's like during it's like, you know, uh, uh, death throes. And hell, NWA as well. Yeah. Yeah. Also true. Yeah, that too. Although it got kind of weird when Sting had to like insert him into every single angle on the show or every single big angle that was going on at the time. And he could never like keep his own shit to himself. Remember when there was a fake Sting? There was a fake Sting. There was like that red good nwo that sting was a part of or something i don't really the know what the particular that was the wolf pack yeah yeah red yeah uh, okay well i i don't know but yeah, anyway yeah that got kind of annoying still though it's fucking sting <laughs> remember that that was annoying yeah <laughs> i don't know that was why i didn't watch wrestling at that time i liked the lwo oh yeah. who didn't like the lwo <laughs> yeah, they were fun i want i want to see i want to find out if they still sell those shirts somewhere they one. might sell it on the the WWE custom tees. Oh, uh, maybe. maybe. Um, I mean, if it was if it was official merchandise, that'd be that'd be kind of in poor taste, wouldn't it? Nope. No. Oh, because it's they, wrestling. They sell WCW stuff all the time. It's WC, uh, well, hmm. Eh, all right, never mind. All right, what's our next? Not matchup, an argument Bob? worth making. Next matchup is Shawn Michaels versus Eddie Guerrero. Ooh, who did the fans go with on this one? The listeners went with Eddie Guerrero. I think the listeners are right. Uh, I like Sean. Uh, I like Sean a lot. Um, I think this would probably be one of the more entertaining matches oh, in the entire this, bracket. This, Too fucking bad. Yeah. yeah, this would be one I'd pay money to see. Um, I, I'm going to go Eddie though. I, I think uh, Eddie Eddie's Eddie's special. Uh, not to say Sean isn't, but Eddie's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's tough. What a that's 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 a hell of a head to head. All right, here's a question: How much of Eddie Guerrero would exist if Shawn Michaels was not a part of the business? I think all of it because of his family. Yeah. Um, because I mean his his style is completely representative of his dad, his mm-hmm. brothers, and mm-hmm. the guy he used to tag team with. That's where he got the frog splash from. Yeah. Yeah, plus yeah. he had influences from all over, from Luchador, from Japan to uh, to Canada mm-hmm. to like every all around the place. But Shawn Michaels was at least the guy that made it conceivable that a lightweight looking wrestler, at least, could wrestle in a heavyweight tier. I Correct. I will give you that. Yeah. Yes, him him or Brett, I think it can be argued. Him or Brett? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, Michael still did high flying stuff like intermittently. Mm, I think Eddie did more high fly than well. Eddie did Shonda. way more high flying shit. Yeah, but the, that's that's what that, that's the point that, that I think I'm trying to make at least. Now, granted, I'm going off on a little bit of ignorance here, and I know that Guerrero was in the business just as long as Shawn Michaels was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if it weren't for Michaels, the Guerrero that we eventually got and uh, and got to know would be a very different Guerrero or a very different performer. At least his style might be the same, but he wouldn't be. 
I don't think he would have been the Eddie he is without Sean kind of breaking the mold. Sean's influence. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go with Sean. Okay. And that's a hard fucking decision. It's a very hard decision. And I don't think there's a wrong choice here. Yeah. Um, Because they're both, you know, superlative. Like they, they both could have easily been number one seed if Stone Cold didn't exist. Right. Yeah. 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 This isn't like a Bob Backlund versus. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) If if you pick Backlund, you were wrong. Sorry. It's he's, 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 he's worth a laugh or two, but. (laughs) So, so Bob, you got to break the tie. All right. God dang. I mean, Eddie is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But I made I, points. You did make points. points. Um, and it, it's hard for me to sway my personal opinion because I was watching him. I was a, I was trading tapes of this guy in Japan wearing a tiger mask. Like, who the hell is this? Well, technically, he's still tiger mask. Yeah. <laughs> True. Tiger mask two or five or something like that. I'm going to go Eddie on this one by the slimmest of margins. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm not going to hold that against you at all. Or anybody else who might have like anybody else amongst the uh, the voters who uh, might have uh, put in a chip or two for Eddie Guerrero or a ton. Uh, but if whew. I remember, it was pretty close between these two. It's kind of a it's kind of a murderer's row here because I mean, like, unfortunately, out of that, those two. Whoever wins is up against Austin in the next round. Yeah. They're not getting past that. Enjoy your time while you have it. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So what's the next matchup, Bob? The next matchup is The Undertaker versus Brett the Hitman Hart. Kind of glad you didn't use the phrase murderer's row in reference to the Chris Benoit slide. I'm going to go Brett. (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah. I would have guessed you would go Undertaker on that one. I'm not a big Undertaker fan. Like, I, I, I respect The Undertaker. I was a Bret Hart fan. I was a big Bret Hart fan. Woo! Okay, so I have seen this many Bret Hart matches, um, and I've only seen the ending of one of them, and that doesn't count. <laughs> uh, so I'm kind oh, of... Oh, the, the Montreal Screwjob? Yeah, the Montreal Screwjob. I was, was going to say, yeah, was it the, the one most... where Goldberg kicked him in the head and gave him a stroke? I don't think I saw that one either. Yeah, when he was Don't in WCW. To... No. Um, Go find Bret Hart versus Owen Hart at one of the WrestleMania 10. Do you want me to see that before making a vote? No. Or no? no? Okay, because it's probably going to be like 20 minutes long, right? Uh, Think extremely that. athletic and incredibly entertaining. So, like, right. every, everything that you like about people like Regal, like guys that do lots of submission, lots of stretches, lots of mm-hmm. technical wrestling, Bret was that eh. to the nth degree. So, Lucha Libre? Not the same, Not, okay. but... Think more British-style catch-as-catch-can. Which I've seen very little of in, in turn. Lots of, so. lots of joint manipulation, lots of submission holds, lots of uh, smart strikes. No- Isn't joint manipulation the thing that RVD did? Uh, still does, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for picking up on that. Um... Okay, all right. Uh, I, I this is kind of like an unfair vote though because I'm still just going to go Undertaker simply because I've seen him more. Well, that's fine. I still have access to the WWE Network. Um, this this is another one where there's not really a wrong answer here. Right, um, Undertaker then. So Bob Hart, Bret Hart. Why did he not call his finisher the heart attack? <laughs> uh, that was that was the finisher he had with uh, Jim Neidhart when they were tagged. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Oh, the double team move, yeah. Oh, cool, really. I thought it was going to be because that was Ric Flair's finisher. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, we got shtick tonight, it's awesome. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Alright, next up. Alright, rounding up the first round in the Monday Night Wars era, we got Chris Jericho versus Mick Foley. Oh, shit. Foley. Shit, uh, Jericho. Uh, I hate I got, this I, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I named my kid Mick, and I got to go Chris Jericho on this one. Ah, uh, all right. I know. I yeah. All right. So we go back to the top. We've got Austin versus Michaels, or Austin versus no, Eddie. Eddie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve Austin. Right. Like it can't be anyone else but Steve. Yeah, because if I vote for Eddie, then I completely undo my Shawn Michaels reasoning. So it's Steve Austin. Not really. For many, if you want to go, go Eddie, go Eddie. I I can't I can't I can't because whatever for whatever I mean for whatever Shawn Michaels did for like undersized wrestlers, Steve Austin did for fucking wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> you know he 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 pretty he pretty much I don't want to say single handedly because. You know, in a two-way dance, it's a partnership, but... Um, Most of when <sighs> Stone Cold was at the height of his um, popularity, yeah, he performed Hurt. Yeah. There's Probably that. a good he did two a, or three years. He did a lot of shit. And honestly, here's the, here's the funny thing, and, and Jay might remember this because you know you were you were living with me at the time. But whenever we went outside, like to Blockbuster or Family Video or whatever, we heard people talking about wrestling, and a lot of fucking people were talking about wrestling at that time. Mm-hmm. They were talking about what Stone Cold did the night before. You saw yep. Stone Cold Austin three sixteen shirts at fucking Publix. Yes, yeah, they were selling wrestling shit at Publix yeah. at grocery stores. I shit you not, I saw an Austin three sixteen shirt in church once. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> the priest was like, "I'll allow it." Yep. <laughs> and somebody defaced all the Bible so that the line that Austin three sixteen referenced <laughs> was actually it actually read Austin in front of it on the page. That that might be a fabrication, though. I guarantee that's happened at least one place in the world. Probably, yeah. Ministers get up to some pretty McMahon esque <laughs> shit when it comes to pulling in a when it comes to oh, pulling God. in a uh, following. So. Uh, Hmm. It's uh, it's conceivable, yeah. All right, next we have Jericho Hart. Yep. Uh, Chris Jericho. That's kind of like a clone battle, isn't it? Yeah. A whole lot like one. It is, but I'm going to take... Uh, the, the thing that gives Jericho the edge for me is, one, longevity. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, the ability to reinvent himself constantly. Bret Hart was always Bret Hart. Right, this is true. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, Jericho he, that was... was the Ayatollah of rock and roll. He was... Uh, the man of a thousand and one holds. He was uh, mm-hmm. the corporate the, uh, short hair Jericho. He's been the guy with the list. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. He turned props into storylines, yeah. scarves, coats, pr- uh, clipboards. Yeah, Jericho mm-hmm. is the epitome of taking chicken salad or chicken shit and turning it into chicken salad. I don't really know what barbecue restaurant you've been eating at. Um, <laughs> at but apparently, uh, we're gonna make <laughs> you eat shit. <laughs> that's Montana Mike's and apparently apparently there's some good eating in their bathrooms so I don't know maybe they might be worth checking out um, Jericho because again I haven't seen that much Bret Hart stuff A and B whenever I think of Jericho I think of what the hell is ass cream for <laughs> I'm gonna go with Chris Jericho and even though I'm the biggest Bret Hart fan I, I still have to go with Chris Jericho on that one for everything we just listed 
So that brings us down to Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Chris Jericho. Good luck, boys. Um, I don't like them, Apples Will. Chris Jericho is my all-time favorite wrestler. Chris Jericho is a better in-ring performer. Chris Jericho is as good, if not better, on the mic than Steve Austin. Chris Jericho is as is as talented as Steve Austin. And the same argument can be reversed there. So so I'm, I'm not just saying that because because of, of, of what I'm, I'm voting on here. The thing that is going to tip the scales for me, because you even look at like where they're at right now. They've both got podcasts. They're both doing multimedia stuff. Oh, it's true. They're yeah. both acting. Jericho has now been wrestling for 25 years. Austin hasn't wrestled in 15. Hmm. Jericho at 50, two years ago, put on the match of the year against Kenny Omega. Last year at 51, he had an incredible match against Naito in New Japan. He's 50? Yeah. Holy shit. Jericho can Uh. still go. I am going to vote for Jericho. That's where my vote's going to go. And I feel filthy doing it, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um... Because I have absolutely zero in the way of a counter argument. Yeah, I'm just hopping on the Jericho train for this. Um, everything that you said was pretty much true. And this was a guy that, by the way, I was dead set against, you know, being in being on the ups with anyway from the beginning because he wasn't Gilbert, which is a, <laughs> oh, which with is, the countdown, which is such a poetic ending to the to God. If you look back at some of the storylines or the story behind the countdown, uh-huh. they were running that count. They started that countdown when he was still working for WCW. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that's it's mind boggling. Some of the stuff I'm, I'm glad you guys decided this before it even came to me because I would have gone with stone cold Jay, what you listed, like they're on par with almost everything between the two of them. Mm-hmm. The one thing that probably would have made it for me was and like personal memories of the character or the wrestler can come into play as well. And the one that sticks out with me more than anything else was the night that Mick Foley won the WWF title. When Stone Cold's glass broke, there has never been a reaction in the crowd ever since similar to what he got. And he wasn't even in the match. He came out, swung a chair, hit the rock, walked back, and the crowd just popped and mm-hmm. did not stop popping until after the the, the three count was given. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jericho will move on. Into the final four. Okay. Ta-da! All right, so now we're into the modern era, yes? Yeah. Okay. We have first round AJ Styles versus Edge. Mm, I'm Listeners went with AJ. I am going to give it to Edge. Mm. Oh, I fully anticipate to be in the minority here, and, and that's fine. Uh, mm. I, I've got, I've got, I, I think we talked about this last time. I've got a special spot in my heart for Edge. I, I love Edge. It's one of my favorites. Absolutely love I Edge. I really like Canadian wrestlers, I'm realizing. <laughs> they're just so polite apparently so does the industry so <laughs> not as if you're on an island of your own True. um aj um because the dude was mind-blowing when he did, when he had like no reason to be mind-blowing in tna and uh out mm-hmm. of out of two out of two performers in that organization at the time at least the ones that we were lucky enough to go see live uh, I, uh, AJ was one. I picked two to be like, you know, these guys are going to go like way ahead of themselves. And I was right with AJ and I was completely wrong with the Canadian crusher, unfortunately. Because oh, Petey he had, Williams. He was an awesome high flyer and he had that bomb ass finisher. 
But I guess, I don't know, he wasn't able to keep it going for some weird reason. I don't know, personal problems or something? We never heard from him again after No, he just, st- his he just stayed in TNA. He just stayed in yeah, TNA. Yeah, he's a producer with them. Yeah, but then... Yeah, but then you got to go. You got to go on and hear about like what AJ was doing, like overseas and shit. Um, and this is this is before like the proliferation of uh, of fandoms across social media and shit. You were just like, okay, this guy's making it happen. I, I I will say the the thing that AJ gets above edge is AJ had the ability to work with anybody of any style. Yeah, he mm, could he yeah. could go lucha libre. He could go into a brawling match. I mean, look at his stuff with Samoa Wait. Joe. Well, yeah. And he and he started out in the X division, didn't he? And then he bumped his way up to mm-hmm. uh, to uh, middle class, and then the heavyweight uh, the heavyweight performance tier. Yeah, a, a division he does not belong in, but yeah. he's still there. Yeah, well, I think they put him in the X division initially because they were like, "Well, this guy's undersized, so you know that's where he goes." Oh yeah, he's undersized and he's a trained gymnast. Right, exactly. So the dude's flexible as shit. He can adapt to any sort of performance that's asked of him. Apparently, known worldwide, <laughs> and that was just through like I would. I perceive to be as sheer determination alone by just wanting to stay in the business and to be as successful as other performers in the business that work for the bigger companies, but without those advantages and such. And he did it. He's, he's like, he's like, he's like one of our indie comics guys that managed to create an indie comic that was just as popular as DC or Marvel. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he's fucking Todd McFarlane, I guess. <laughs> I want to say Eric Larson, but not that many people know about the Savage Dragon. So, <laughs> So we're split. Mm-hmm. Edge was such an effective heel. I loved his work. AJ, every time he tried to be the heel, he just seemed out of place. But at the same time, so his matches with, like you said, Jay, Samoa Joe, and then uh, Kurt Angle back in TNA, uh, they I were never... phenomenal. I, I will. I, uh, I did, that was not deliberate. That was hey. not. <laughs> I, I, I will say your comment gotcha. about. AJ not being a great heel can be flipped. Edge is not a great face. Oh, I 100% agree so with that. So it's that that's that's definitely a two-way street there. Um Yeah. I thought the two-way street were uh Chuck and Billy. <laughs> 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 what a terrible gimmick. <laughs> I just remember the backlash the next day with, with Bob's authentic uh, scoff of disgust. <laughs> I, I am. I am actually. Uh, I'm going to change my vote. Really? Yeah. No shit. I'm going to change my vote. I'm going to change to AJ. From out of nowhere. If I if I'm being really honest about it, and I'm I'm I love Edge. AJ's in in all aspects except on the mic. AJ's better at him than in in every way. I, I really I really think that as good as AJ is as a face is as good as Edge was as a heel. So. God, there w- that would have been an awesome matchup back oh, in the yes. day. Yes, it would have. All right. One of you assholes is going to have to get rich so you can make it happen. Well, we're going to have to invent the time machine because Edge can't wrestle anymore. Oh, uh, well, fuck. All right. Well, <laughs> invest half of that money into the time machine. And the other half into renting out uh, Harley Race's Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> so we have a venue. <laughs> Bring me more yeah. barbecue scones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why are there no ribs in this latte this doesn't make sense a latte with no ribs where's my chicken omelet get it oh (laughs) that's honestly that sounds kind of good um all right well as long as we're on that trip let's call up montana mike and have him bring in some of his uh bathroom buffets so uh 
we can get that fucking Look, demented there's peanuts crowd. in my bowl! Montana, Montana Mike's. <laughs> Alright, Bob, what's next? Next up, God help us. Who has uh, a turd cocktail, Montana? There it is. <laughs> John Cena versus Daniel Bryan. Crappy hour. Crappy hour. Uh, it's Cena. John Cena versus who? I'm sorry, I was too busy cracking wise. <laughs> Daniel uh, Bryan. Daniel Bryan. <sighs> Cena. Shit, really? Yeah, yeah. That's a tough one, but only because they just... Not for the reasons, obviously, that Guerrero, you know, Michaels was a bitch. Uh, honestly, I, I don't... <laughs> it's still, even, even with, like, this elevated character Cena that we have nowadays that's big into, like, bringing up uh, lesser-known talent and shit, I still don't really care for his work in ring. Although that match he had with Kevin Owens was fucking spot-on. Um... I, I, I guess because I'm just not familiar enough with Daniel Bryan as an actual worker. Eh, Cena, yeah. Okay. At least Cena, Fair as enough. far as I know, has the stupid meme. <laughs> yeah. And the greatest championship belt of all time. No, uh, wait. I'm thinking of Daniel Bryan's. Oh, the hemp belt? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big Sequoia. <laughs> <laughs> or the remains thereof. Yeah. All right, up next we got Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins. Oh, Kenny Omega. I'm sorry. I know Jay was supposed to go first, but my vote is out there. Uh, Seth. There's no order here. S- Seth, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. And, and and if this fight were to happen, everybody would win. Because because yes. that match is going to tear whatever house down it's in. The fans and promoters, the security guards in the yep. hall. Yeah. yeah. Everybody wins there. I'm going to go with Omega on this one. In, until Zombie Andre the Giant versus <laughs> not quite Zombified Ric Flair. <laughs> hey, what if that's the opening match, though? Your dark match. Yeah. All three major networks would be broadcasting this. <laughs> Plus the BBC, Sorry, whatever else CBS. jacked up television they have over there. Yeah, <laughs> Golf the Channel BBC. would air this fucking match. <laughs> I would love to hear Golf Channel broadcast uh, a pro wrestling match. Well, Andre the Giant is lifting his opponent up over his shoulders. <laughs> Off of the top rope, it's the big elbow drop from the Macho Man. That's a one- Oh, he kicked out. It looked like he almost had him, Jay. It was very close. It was very close indeed. It looked very effective. But wait, Macho Man is is turning around and sitting on... Oh dear, what are we witnessing? I, I can't bear to look. If you listen, the crowd is going wild. I just, I just, want, I just want to hear one of them announce the uh, fact that my, that Andre the Giant took a shit on. <laughs> uh, Corey, I do believe that uh, Andre Rusimov has defecated upon the Macho Man because I don't know. I think kind of in another universe where uh, civility went downhill much quicker than it is now for us. That the Phil Mickelson Tiger Woods match that happened about a couple of months ago would play out pretty much the same way. <laughs> John Daly would have made a great heel. Holy shit! Oh, that is God, so yeah. accurate. Yes, he would have. <laughs> He's the big boss man of the golf John world. John Daly managed by Bobby the Brain Heenan. <laughs> I, I I would love that. 
Oh shit! And Kid Rock is could do his theme. That's true. Because he's always teaming up with him at Pebble Beach. All right. So Omega won that round or that match. What's yeah. do we have yes, one more? Yes. We have one more. Kevin Owens versus Samoa Joe. Shit. <laughs> listeners went Samoa Joe on this one. Shit. Dude, that's... I know. I I don't care who wins. I would love to see that. That's worse than Guerrero Michaels, in my opinion. I don't want to pick. Fair enough. Um, because these are like two of my favorites right now. Um, All right. Shit. And they both, and they both have underdog velocity at the same time, too, which yeah. is even worse. Both are incredible on the mic. Maybe a slight advantage to Joe. Both are big men that I could watch eagerly. Yep. Both are great in the ring. Probably another slight advantage to Joe. <laughs> uh fuck. Um, Owens. Festival of Friendship pulls pushes it over the edge. One finger on the rope at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah he is. He's good at being a real stinker. Yeah, I, I gotta go. Oh God, he's like the Bugs Bunny of the WWF. Oh my God, that is perfect. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. You're going Owens, Corey. Damn it, Joe's. Joe's a good heel without shtick, though. Yeah. Joe's Owens so is freaking good on the Owens mic. Owens is fantastic with shtick. Joe's just good. Yeah, Joe's just good. That's... Ugh. But the thing is, is that like I love a good shtick, so crap. <laughs> no kidding. I couldn't tell by the uh, last hour and a half we've been recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, you clearly haven't been paying attention. True. Anyway, um... <laughs> That's the shtick face if there ever was one, which stops just short of being is the shtick YouTube is the sh- YouTube gape or whatever it's is called. Is the shtick face Rikishi's new finisher? Yeah. Ooh, no, that's uh Joey Styles? No, Ryan. Joey Joey Ryan, that's his new Joey finisher. Joey Ryan is awesome. Oh. Joey Ryan. Have you Ryan. have you seen his his event WrestleMania weekend? I have not. Joey it's called Joey Ryan's Penis Party. And, and he's is. doing a photo op where if you if you pay $30, you can touch his dick. <laughs> Take a picture touching his dick. How much money is he going to make? He's going dick? to make all the money. All the money. Oh, man. And... <laughs> <laughs> It, it, in a business as fucked up as wrestling already is, it takes a special kind of human to become the John Waters of wrestling. <laughs> Crumb. It's going to be $30. What a steal. <laughs> now, I want to know, are there rules? Can you just, like, lay your hand on oh it? Or you, can, you, can you grasp? I, I mean, that <laughs> I don't know. I, have, I, I do admit, I haven't looked that far into it. I will also admit... That when I first read it, I said, you know, if I was in New York, I'd do that. <laughs> I'd spend the 30 bucks to touch his dick. I would. I would do it in a second. A, like, like, a, a, phrase, a phrase that is commonly heard, actually, in New York. Well, I'm in New York. Might as well do that. <laughs> I'm in New York. Might as well yeah. touch jo- Joey Ryan. Completely dick. confident in my own sexuality, I would absolutely grab his dick. I wouldn't because he assaults people <laughs> with it. You've seen that. It's his actual finisher. You never know what's going to happen. That's true. He had a woman vomit on it a couple weeks ago. Ew. Yeah. Well, I hope he got it, you know. Veneered? Sterilized. That'd be hilarious. Years later, Victor finds his photos. Like, Dad, what kind of weekend were you having then? It was, I don't it was, know. It's just wrestling, I, son. Don't worry about it. I just remember stirring a lot of, <laughs> a lot of mimosas, and then the rest of it's just a blank. 
You haven't been to that roadhouse we yet. Were, I'll take <laughs> we were in a roadhouse. <laughs> and there was an event there. We, I had a little bit too much in the t- in the bathroom. <laughs> Two of the wrestlers were dead, and one of them was fucking flipping people over his back with his dick. I mean, out of all the shit that happened there, I couldn't tell you what the worst of it was. Well, you see, son, I was at a penis party. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, oh, all right, wow. so what was the matchup? <laughs> Kevin Owens versus Samoa oh, right. Joe. Okay. El Santo never made movies like this. Uh, Owens, Owens, Owens. Going with Corey. Joe. Going with Joe for the reasons is uh, listed or all described. Right. I yeah. am going. I want to. Can we just have both of them move on? <laughs> um, it's your fucking tournament. I, I don't see why you couldn't. Ah, uh, yeah, but l- let's keep it consistent. Um, all right. If it has to be that way. Oh God! Oh God! Um, I've always loved Kevin Owens because you know anybody that's the same body type as me. I always gravitate towards, so that's why I also love Samoa Joe. Um, Spike Dudley fan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck. All right, I'm going to go Owens. Okay. Owens. Win Owens. All right. All right. Fight Owens fight. Next round. We have AJ Styles versus John Cena, which we saw that a couple of months ago. And yeah, was that awesome was match. a really good match. I should have thought about that and casting my vote for John Cena. Yeah, that was a good match, too. I'm going to go with AJ. AJ. Clearly. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. AJ. And then Kenny Omega versus Kevin Owens. Sorry, Kevin. Uh, Omega. Yeah. yeah, Omega. Because now we get to Omega versus AJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I think we're going to have to go get some liquor for that one. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say AJ. AJ versus Omega. Yeah. Did we see this in Japan at all? Because it's when uh, Omega beat AJ to get him out of Bullet Club when he went to uh, WWE. Right. So that was about three years mm-hmm. ago, roughly. Yep. Wow. They had a Hal Jordan Guy Gardner ring for ring match. Mm-hmm. Damn. See, AJ is where Omega would be if he came over. Mm-hmm. There's, it, it, hmm. Fuck it. There's too much push pull in this fucking tournament now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, AJ, for the worst reason, I'm just feeling really fucking lazy, and I don't even want to go over all the points between each two and fucking hem and haw for another 40 minutes. Right. Um, yeah, Jay, thing, you said AJ as I well, did. right? The thing, the, the thing is, it's just a matter of trajectory. If Omega decided to come over instead of AJ, then AJ would be in a match with Cena. AJ would be in a match with uh, fucking whoever else he made look good. Yeah, and it's just the same old. It's just the same old story over and over again. Yep. I will concede that Omega, I think, is better on the mic. That dude's a riot. I think he can be better on the mic, but I think he gets too into his own shtick at times. It, it's kind of my whole problem with all of the guys in the the, the elite, like Omega, yeah, yeah. the Young Bucks. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of worship at their own church too often. If you know what uh, I'm saying? And uh-huh, it's just one uh-huh. of those things where I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I, I get it. Yes, it's funny. Okay, let's tell the same joke. Okay, we're going to tell the same joke again. All right. Okay. Right, can we move on? Oh, no, we're going to do the same one again. Okay, great. Yep. Okay, so <laughs> now it's a 17-minute video of the same fucking joke. Okay, great. All right, so our championship match for or the, um, not championship match, but the, the title for the right side of the bracket. Okay. We have Chris Jericho versus AJ Styles. I'm going to go in this match with Jericho because I, I think skill level, they're pretty equal, uh, but Jericho has a lot of intangibles that put him past AJ. Like, he can actually talk on a mic. He's good as both a heel and a face. He entertains me more outside of the ring than AJ does. Now, AJ gets points because I enjoy his stuff on Up, Up, Down, Down. I think he's pretty good there. 
I, th- I, I would I would push Jericho past him. Well, thanks for letting us know that he was on a couple of up up down downs. <laughs> he's actually he's he's actually got a, a whole thing on there where he he goes uh, retro game hunting. No yeah. shit. Yeah. Remember when wrestling was full of meatheads? I do. I do. <laughs> and now they're just us. <laughs> it's nerds, except they're way better looking and probably healthier than I am. Oh, I can uh, anyway, I can tell you, um, there's no probably on my side. They're definitely healthier than I am. Uh, 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 Chris Jericho. All right, there it is. <laughs> by by the bare minimum, Jericho just is stronger on the mic, and also if AJ is wrestling when he's 51, then um, well, we'll give it to him then. How about that? How about works. that? He's pretty close to that, I think. Veterans Not, veterans discount. He just turned <laughs> yeah. 41, I think. 41 or 42. Um, wow, really? Okay. Talk about being a late bloomer. That's pretty cool. So we are on to the finals then. The championship matchup. Now, for the listeners, they had uh, Ric Flair versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. For us, we have Chris Jericho versus Ric Flair. So here we go. Championship for the 2019 Nerd Playoff. Male wrestler. Um, I am going to give it to Jericho. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to go too in-depth on it. We've kind of talked it blue in the face. Right. Um, yeah. I, I think just the, the like the extra stuff Jericho does puts him over the edge for me. That's kind of like generationally separated versions of each of each other, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, different move sets. If you want to talk in call terms. All right, Jericho. Okay. For the flimsiest and most superficial of reasons, he can play a guitar. <laughs> as far as I know, Ric Flair cannot. <laughs> and and uh, I kind of feel like I'm sullying this entire affair by giving those as palpable or as acceptable logic, but fuck it. Um, I think every single explanation that we can be giving for picking our choices has been exhausted to the nth degree, and there's very little oxygen left. There we go. That's all we need. So the winner of the 2019 Nerd Playoff Best Pro Wrestler, Chris Jericho. That is going to wrap up this year's Nerd Playoffs. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and your favorite wrestler won. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube under Cretins Guild. Check out our store on tpublic.com. Links are below. And if you are down with that, we have just four words for you. Welcome to the Guild. This podcast is part of the Somebody's Network. You're never alone when you've got some buddies. You can find me on Twitter at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and other general shenanigans, that's the place you do it. I also host a podcast called the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. And you can follow the show on Twitter also at 3R Show. You can go to randomrobcast.com for um, different ways that you can help the show grow and be something bigger than itself. And also, finally, you can find me on Instagram while I walk the hollowed halls of Walmart and get into plenty of shenanigans. Hopefully soon I'll be coming with some high quality equipment and doing some interviews in that motherfucker and harassing the shit out of people and probably maybe going to jail. Subscribe to my Patreon, motherfucker.